much for worshiping with us this morning. I'm so excited for where we're at as a church and what God is doing, and I saw some of that evidence yesterday just to see the excitement of what's going on in our church. And uh, yesterday, for those of you that may not be aware, Falls had its 100th celebration where our town turned 100. And so uh, I think that's a pretty cool thing. And uh, odds are that's the only time we're going to be around for the 100-year celebration. Some of you guys might really just be tough as nails and make it around for the second go. But we didn't have a clue how all those things uh, were going to go because no one had ever done it before, obviously. It only comes around once every 100 years. And uh, so we decided that we wanted to be involved with our fall centennial celebration and uh, man were we involved and it was great and our church really just showed uh, just forth the the love of God in a lot of different ways just by being a part of our community sharing the love of Christ saw so many word of grace shirts out there and whether you were able to serve in some of the things we served in or whether you came out and just uh, participated in what was going on thank you so much it's so wonderful to get to see everybody out there. And I'll tell you what, as the pastor of this church, it just warms my heart to see so many people come out and be a part of what, uh, what, what we're doing here in the community and what God is calling us to, loving God, loving people, and serving the world. I would say, I would say that we had probably about uh, 40 or 50 people on the float alone uh, between those that were actually riding the float and walking beside the float um, and then uh, on top of that, I saw a lot of Word of Gracers out there in the crowd as we were, you know, going uh, down the streets and everything. And it was awesome to get to see so many church people out there. And uh, it was just a great experience. And then after that, we had a fruit stand yesterday. And I just want to thank everybody uh, who participated in that as well because uh, the fruit stand went great. Had a lot of people working. And is this cutting out? Uh, we're okay? Okay. And, uh, and, and then beyond that, we had a bunch of people involved in, uh, in games because our church was in charge of the games yesterday at the Fall Centennial Festival. And you know what's really cool about that is when you see all of these church people who a lot of them didn't know one another before they either rode the float together or were cutting up watermelons together or working at the, you know, uh, the, the beanbag toss together. But now these people know each other. Now they have an idea of who one another is. Because that was the first thing I did when I was there for every shift change for the watermelon stand, uh, or the fruit stand rather. And when they would come in, first question I would ask is, do you guys know each other? And more often than not, everybody said, no, I, I don't know. Well, guess what? You go to church together. And you've been going to church together for a while. And they never met one another. And they may go to different services or whatever, but now they know each other and they serve together. You see how powerful that is when we serve together, when we link arms together and we do something? It creates bonds. It creates relationship. Now, uh, four people that may have been strangers now walk out as friends. And the thing is that they, not only did they just meet one another, but it was the way they met one another. It was through serving. It was through giving. It was through doing something more than just serving ourselves. It was serving and giving to other people. And now they have a bond there because of that. Just like the group that went to Mexico. We had a Mexico mission team that uh, shared last week. And they talked about some of their experiences and how the bond had been created in their lives and all the relationships and the mentoring that happened. And that happens through relationship. Through connecting to one another. And these people connected where? Through serving. And then we see that our teenagers just came back from church camp. They actually went to Dallas, Texas to go to church camp. And they had an amazing time. And a lot of amazing things happened in their lives. But those guys were bonded. I heard a great story come from church camp. There was uh, in, in the guys' uh, dorms, uh, two of our teenagers 
had just really just gotten excited about what God was doing in their hearts and in their lives. And instead of going out and playing and goofing off and, and, and doing stuff after the service was over that night, they went back to their dorm and they asked Pastor Keith, who is our youth pastor, asked if they could go and just, you know, study their Bible together. And Keith was like, yeah, sure, you know. <laughs> and so these guys were, were studying their Bibles together, these two teenage boys. And then Pastor Keith said, lights off. And they said, would you mind if we stayed up for a little while and continued to read because we're really interested in what we're in? He said, by all means, go ahead and do that. And uh, then later, one, one of the staff members woke up about an hour or two later, and they saw those two boys still there with the light over their Bible, still talking about the Word of God and what God was doing in their hearts that night. And folks, this is just amazing things, what God is doing in the hearts and lives of people. He's connecting us to Him in such a real and genuine way, and we're connecting to one another, and we're growing together. That's what we're doing. That's what God has called us to do. That's what this whole love God, love people, and serve the world thing is about. It's about us connecting in such a deep way to purpose, connecting in such a deep way, moving forward, serving and giving because we understand what we've been given. And when you understand what you've been given, you'll be willing to serve and give, right? Because you understand how great of a price Jesus paid. You understand how amazing His grace is. And we're going to talk about that this morning. The title of my message, if you're taking notes, is Serving Selflessly. We're talking about serving selflessly, and I want you to go to 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 10. I'm going to read it out of the English Standard Version. I normally um, teach out of the New King James Version, but today I'm going to read this particular passage of Scripture out of the English Standard Version because I really like the phrasing and some of the words that were used here. It helps us to understand a little bit more about what God is trying to tell us. 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter 4 says this, in verse 10, as each one has received a gift, use it to serve one another. Stop right there. As each one has received a gift. That means every one of us has something to offer. Every one of us has a gift. Your gift may not look like someone else's gift. Your gifts may be different. Because you can't just look at someone and uh, paraphrase the fact that, oh, well, they're in ministry or they're serving God because they're doing this or that. And then all of a sudden you may begin to feel useless or what can I do? Or I'm not the type of person that would want to get up and stand in front of everyone and speak. I'm not the type of person that would be bold like someone to go up and ask them if they know Christ or would want to go and ask them if I could pray for them. That's just not my personality. That's not my thing. And so because of that, a lot of times we feel like, well, I can't do anything that really equates to something significant or something that equates to ministry. Yes, you can because the Bible says each one of us has a gift and they're all different and they all need to work together to accomplish the purpose that God has called us to in this earth. Amen? You see, every one of us has a gift. Every one of us is special and unique. And you're going to be able to reach people that I can't reach. And I'm going to be able to reach people you can't reach through the different gifts and through the different things that God has given us because His heart is for people and He wants us to have His heart for people and He's given us gifts to be able to love on people, to be real to people, to reach people and to show them the love that we've been shown in different ways. And so that may mean that my strength is in one area and your strength is in another area. The point is, is that we recognize that each one of us has a gift and each one of us is needed in the body of Christ. God didn't say, hey, I just need you to just be someone who just sits by and idly does nothing while everyone else does something. No, He needs every one of us to do our part. Amen? He needs all of us to jump in and do our part because it's a body. You can't say that one part of the body is more important than the other. Oh, I don't need this pinky finger. Yeah, jam it one day and we'll see how much you need that pinky. 
You'll see how important that pinky is. That one thing that you never thought twice about till it got injured and it quit working, then all of a sudden you've got some problems. That's how it is in the body of Christ. Some things may be more visible. Some things may be easier to understand and equate to ministry and equate to serving. But some things may be different. And that's okay because God's wired you the way you are and that's okay. You have to be comfortable and confident in the fact that God has created you and wired you a certain way and he wants you to grow and expand and develop how he's created you and not just make everybody a carbon copy. We're all not supposed to be the exact same person doing the exact same thing. Man, that would be really boring. And I thank God that you guys are weird because that means that... (laughs) And you should thank God that I'm weird because we're all weird. We're all different. We have different backgrounds, we have different stories, we have different talents, different giftings, different abilities, but every one of us has a gift. And each one of us are supposed to use it to serve selflessly. Not to serve ourselves, not to promote ourselves, not to make a name for ourselves, but to serve the purpose that God has created us to and He's given us a gift. As each has received a gift, boy, this is going to be a long sermon if I just stay on that one part of that scripture. Let's continue to read that. Use it. Use it to serve one another. Check this part out. This is the part that really stood out to me. As good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God. Whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies. In order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. The one part that really stands out to me. The way that this is worded here in the English Standard Version. Is it says that we're supposed to use our gifts as good stewards of God's grace. We're supposed to actually be good stewards of the grace that God has shown us. And every one of us that is a follower of Jesus Christ has received grace. Because we have not gotten what we deserved. We have been forgiven. We have been redeemed. We have been bought with a price by the precious blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross for you and for me. And because of that, our sins are forgiven and we can be made right with God, not through what we did, but through faith in what Jesus did. And that's how this thing works. And that grace is huge and that grace is amazing and that grace is big. But we're supposed to be stewards of the grace that we've been given. Now, we don't use that word steward a lot anymore. We don't say that very often. And uh, if we do, normally it's with a British accent, you know. But uh, when we say the word steward, we, we, we got to understand what that means. So I looked it up in Webster's Dictionary, and there's a great definition for the word steward. It means one who administers anything as an agent of another, a manager of something that belongs to someone else. That's what a steward is. You're actually a manager of something that belongs to someone else. You're a steward. You are an administer. You're supposed to be responsible with the grace that God has given you to dispense and to administer that same grace to help move the kingdom of God forward. Because ultimately, this isn't about my agenda. This isn't about what I want. This is about what God wants in His kingdom. As a matter of fact, Jesus said that in Matthew 6 and 33. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then everything else will be taken care of. But first, you've got to seek his kingdom. That's what he said in Matthew 6 and 33. In other words, Jesus was telling us, put God's kingdom agenda ahead of your own. Do what God wants us to do and serve his purpose and his will above our desires and above our own personal preferences because we want to serve him and please him above anything else because he's worthy to be pleased and praised and served. Amen? 
And because of that, we have this mentality of everything is on a kingdom mindset. We're wanting to serve His kingdom agenda in the earth. And that's why we're called to be stewards of His grace. Because we know that God's heart is for people. And if we love God, then our heart is naturally going to want to love people as well and see them come to Christ and see them receive that same grace we've received. But we're the stewards of it. We're the administers of it. We're the managers of it. And that's what we've got to understand. The best way you and I can manage that grace, though, that God has given us, is to serve. That's the best way we can do it. It's the best way we can, we can give. It's the best way we can be truly stewards of the grace of God, is to serve and to give. And we do that because we care, because we love people, because we want to give out of what we've received. And sometimes we, we have this tendency to be like hoarders. We always want everything given to us. We want to hoard everything up. We want to store everything up for ourselves. But let me tell you something. If, if we are people who just come and hear the word and become very knowledgeable in the scripture and we become extremely smart of all of the things about God, but we never tap into his heart, then we're not really seeking first the kingdom of God. We're just really smart Christians. And there's a lot of Christians who are like bobblehead Christians. You know the big fat head bobblehead things? Just big bobblehead Christians. You ever watch the show Hoarders on TV? Have you ever seen that? Man, that makes you want to go home and clean your house. You see that show Hoarders where people just hoard stuff and they just keep all this stuff for themselves and, and, and they're not going to give anything. A lot of times Christians can be like that where we just hoard stuff up and it's all about us. It's all about what we can get out of the deal. Let me tell you something, Christianity is just not what we can get, what we can receive, but it's what we can give because Jesus said, I did not come to this earth to be served, but I came to serve. And that's the heart of God. Jesus displayed the perfect heart of God for us, showed us God's perfect desires because Jesus was perfect in every single way, right? And if Jesus was perfect in every single way and he said he didn't come to be served, but he came to serve then don't you think that the heart of God for us, as we grow in our love for Him, to be a good steward of His grace would be to give and be to pattern our heart and our lives after Jesus, and it would be to serve out of our love for other people, not just what we can get out of the deal. You see, a lot of times we're only interested in what we can get out of the deal. And if we don't think what we can get out of the deal is worth it, then we don't really want to do it. I remember when I was a, uh, probably 10, 11, 12, somewhere around that age, I had understood the value of money, and I had learned a little bit about, you know, how much I should get for certain jobs that I do, and I would go and mow neighborhood yards, and I would understand about what that was worth, and so I knew kind of what to charge, and so I had me a little business going where I'd mow yards. Well, my grandpa owned a tire shop, and I was spending the week with my grandpa, and my grandpa said, Derek, I want you to go mow yards, and I want you to take care of all these lawns, and I was like, okay, I kind of have an idea of what I'm going to get paid, right? And so I've already got this in my head. My grandpa told me he's going to pay me. I know my grandpa, he's loaded, right? Because I'm just thinking, man, my grandpa, he's got a tire business. He's got all this stuff. He's got all these rent houses. I'm going to go and mow, and grandpa's just going to pay me all kinds of money. I worked. I changed tires. I was sweaty. I, even at that young age, I had worked a full 10-hour day. And I thought, man, this is going to be a nice, you know, I'm thinking at the time, you know, at least 50 bucks is what I'm going to get. My grandpa reaches in his wallet at the end of the day. Here I am, stinky, sweaty, exhausted. My grandpa pulls out a $5 bill and puts it in my hand. And I was like, thank you, grandpa. 
And I was polite and I told him thank you. But in the back of my mind, I was thinking if I would have known that I was going to do all of that that day for five bucks, I'm not sure that I would have done it. Because I was interested in what I could get out of the deal. And sometimes that's how we are with God. We're only interested in what we can get. And if we think that the payout of what we're going to get is not worth the effort, then we don't put forth the effort. And that's the wrong attitude and that's the wrong heart. And a lot of us can get the wrong heart and attitude when it comes to serving. When it comes to giving, we can have a bad attitude. We can have the wrong heart because our motives aren't pure. Our motives are just simply what can I get out of the deal instead of what can I give. You see, God wants us to give with no strings attached, with no prerequisite because it's in our heart, not because of what we're going to receive from it, because we're moving His kingdom agenda forward, not our agenda. Amen? Amen. That's what it means to be a good steward of the grace of God, is to serve selflessly with the right heart, with the right motive, with the right attitude, not simply what the payback is going to be. So that means sometimes you're going to serve, sometimes you're going to give, and it may be hard and it may be difficult, it may not be easy, and you may not see immediate payback. But you still got to be willing to do it because you know why you're doing it. Because the why and the purpose of why you're doing it outweighs the obstacle, outweighs the frustration, outweighs whatever it is that you may be facing. Because our natural tendency, maybe when we're trying to reach someone or love on someone, trying to show them the love of God, is that we do something for them, and then we don't see that immediate change, we don't see that immediate payback, and we want to give up, and we want to go, this ain't worth it. <laughs> but let me tell you, it is worth it, because you've got to understand why you're doing it, and who you're doing it for. You know, you know, sometimes you may not see the end result. A lot of times, we, since we're very results-driven people, we may not see the actual fruit of what it is that we're investing in, but we've got to believe that why we're investing and what we're investing in is going to be worth it. Amen? We may not see the immediate fruit. We may not see the immediate payback. But the Bible says it's not your job to produce the fruit. You can't produce the fruit if you wanted to. You don't have that ability. What you can do is what the Bible said about the Apostle Paul. He said, some plant, some water, but God gives the increase. And so sometimes you may just be planting. Sometimes you may just be watering. And someone else may actually come along and lead that person to Christ or help that person with whatever issue they may be dealing with. And they may actually be able to lead them in the victory, but yet you still had a very significant part because you were planting or watering. Whether you were showing kindness or love or whether you were being that good steward of God's grace and giving that person hope. You know, maybe I've preached a word that someone may have heard online or maybe I've been able to share with someone in passing that was just passing through. And then they went on to their home or to their area that they lived. And then maybe someone else may have led them to Christ. Well, guess what? I got to play a small part in that by encouraging, by giving them hope, by whatever the case may have been. And that's no less significant than the person that actually got to help them hit the home run. Amen? Amen. Everybody's playing a part. Everybody's doing this together. That's part of being kingdom-minded. So that means when we do, uh, when we serve, when we give, if we don't see the immediate results, don't get frustrated. Don't get discouraged. It's all part of being a good steward. Amen? God knows the reward. God sees what's going on. God is orchestrating things in our lives that He wants us to be a part of. He wants to open up opportunities for us to be able to give and to serve. And we have to be ready and willing to serve whether we see the end result or not. And we can't get a bad attitude or, 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 or always be looking for people to simply acknowledge what we've done. Because it's not about me, it's about Him. Amen? You see, if, if we really understand what we've been given, as stewards of God's grace, serving should flow out of us naturally. 
It should be something that comes out of us naturally because we understand what we've been given. We understand the value of God's grace. You see, by God's mercies of not giving us what we really deserve and placing us into right standing with Him, what I want us to do and what I'm calling on us to do as a church and what I'm calling on us to do as your pastor is to present ourselves completely to God. Selflessly giving of our time, of our energy, of our resources, of our abilities, of our gifts. That's us being good stewards of God's grace. God is calling us to serve out of our understanding of His grace and mercy. Because I believe that this church, that this body of believers is important to this area. I believe that God doesn't just have word of grace here so we can all just come and have a good time together and go, oh boy, isn't this fun? There's a purpose greater than us just coming together and having a good time. Amen, somebody. There is a purpose that outweighs us just simply coming and having services. And he's called us to serve. That's what he wants us to do. He wants us to show the love and truth of Jesus to this area that he's planted us in and call us to reach out to those that are hurting, those that are lost, those that are abandoned, those that are neglected, those that are searching, those that are confused. And he wants us to show them that there is hope and his name is Jesus. He wants us to not only just bring them here to us in this sanctuary where we worship God and hear the word, but he wants us to take what it is that's been invested and deposited in us to where the people are. Amen? Amen. You look at the life of Jesus. Look at how he operated. Jesus went to where the people were, and he reached them right where they were at. Now, there were times where he was also in the synagogue and people came to Jesus but there were also many times where Jesus showed us that he went to the people as well. So it's not all just about us coming to church and seeing what we can get out of the deal and being served. But it's about us having the heart as a church united that's willing to move beyond what is comfortable, what is easy, even sometimes what is convenient. Because we believe people are worth it. Because we were worth it. We were worth it that Jesus reached out to us through someone. That we found Christ through something whether it been a church service or whether it been a relative or a friend or a co-worker. Every one of us have a story about how we were reached for Christ. Every one of us has a story. A lot of us have stories about how before we had Christ in our lives, our lives were headed nowhere. But when we found Christ, all of a sudden we found purpose, we found hope. And there's people out there that are in the same boat that we used to be in that are looking for that hope. And they don't know where it is. They don't know where to look. But I'm telling you, when we serve, when we give, when we, be, when we become good stewards of God's grace, they're going to see hope because we're going to bring it to them. And that's going to flow out of us naturally when we understand God's grace. And I believe that that's what God's calling us to do. I want you to turn over to Ephesians chapter 4. I want to show you in Scripture here. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11. Bible says this in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, for the equipping of the saints. For what purpose? So they could just be really smart Christians? No, for the work of the ministry. Actually, what God is calling us to do. So when we assemble here together, it's the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers' job to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And let me tell you, I've been in ministry, ministry, whatever that means, <laughs> I've been in ministry for 14 years. And in 14 years, I've learned this one thing, 
that I constantly have to be reminded of is that ministry is about people. It's what it's about. Ministry is about people. It's about us having the heart of God and the truth of God and the love of God in our hearts because he wants to move his kingdom agenda forward in the earth. And his kingdom agenda is to love on people and to reach people. That's the very reason that God sent his only son was for people. The most important thing that's ever been done in the history of the world was God loving people. You know that we are, the, that we, we, we are God's uh, purpose of love. We're his affection of love. We're the ones that when he, when he said God is love, he means I'm loving on people. I created you so you could love me and I could love you and have a relationship with you in a real genuine way, not in a disconnected way. Because a lot of us have been raised up in a way where we understand a lot about God and we learn a lot about God and we understand things about God like he's a history book or like he's just another figure in history. But a lot of us don't get to that place where we know God personally. But he wants us to have that type of relationship with him. Amen? And he wants everyone to have that type of relationship with him. And as we are stewards of God's grace, we're able to help people to connect to God in a real way where it's not just I know about God, but I can say I know God and he cares about me right where I'm at because someone who has experienced the love of God lets me know they care about me right where I'm at and they love me right where I'm at and they're willing to inconvenience themselves. That's called being a good steward of God's grace. Is this making sense to anybody today? Look, I, I, I was reading the scripture. Yep. Okay, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11. And he himself gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the, and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love. May we grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by where every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. God wants us to grow. He wants us to grow in our understanding of him. He wants us to grow personally. He wants us to grow numerically. He wants us to expand his kingdom here in the earth by sharing the love and truth of Jesus, by being good stewards of his grace. And we do that through serving. We do that where every part does its share. That's what the Bible says. It causes growth when every part does its share. When everyone uses, like we read in 1 Peter chapter 4, where it says everyone has a gift and you need to use that gift as a good steward of the grace of God. When we do that, when we unite under that banner and we move forward with God's kingdom purpose, God's kingdom agenda, then we begin to see hearts rescued and lives changed. We begin to see souls saved. We begin to see marriages healed. We begin to see people who had had terrible experiences as a child find restoration and healing. We begin to see people walk in victory over habits and addictions that have ruled their lives for years and maybe even generations where that junk is broken and people are walking free and they're walking full of joy, full of love, full of grace. And then what we do when we receive those things and we walk that stuff out, we begin to give it because we're being good stewards of what we've received. Amen? Amen. That's what God is calling us to do because it's our love for God that causes us to love people and that's what causes us to serve. 
It's that love for God that's where it starts. That's why we love people. That's why it causes us to serve. And I want to talk to you for a minute about our next step as a church and what God is calling us to do. And I want to help you understand where Word of Grace is heading so we can all be on the same page with the same heart. You know, I think a lot of times, I think a lot of times we hear things that excite us. And we hear things that get us passionate about doing something for God. And it may spark a, a fire in us. Maybe some of us for the first time are hearing this message about serving and being good stewards of God's grace. And we're going, yeah, this is exciting. Oh, man, we need to do this. I get it now. I understand. It's like you've, you, you've, you've just leaped over a hurdle that you had. And, and now you feel, man, I, I want to do something great for God. Or maybe some of you have been to that place where you're like, I want to do something great for God with my life. And I want to do something as a church moving forward, doing great things for God, moving forward with purpose. And you get excited about that. But the problem is, is that no matter how excited we get, if we don't have opportunity to connect with that excitement, then it just becomes a bunch of excitement that we can only keep stirred up for so long. We can hear messages about being good stewards of God's grace, and we hear messages about serving. And some people may get it, and they may go apply that to their personal lives, but sometimes we don't get it. Or sometimes we want to get it, but because of the fear of the unknown, we never step out into what God has called us to do. And so as your pastor, I want to help us as a church to not only move forward in understanding it in our heads, because it's not just about understanding it and getting it and getting excited about it, but it's about us also providing opportunity to be able to connect to something and be able to do something with what you've heard and understood. Amen? Amen. And listen, there's opportunity all around every day in our personal lives, but a lot of times we're not aware of it. A lot of times we're afraid or a lot of times the distractions and the busyness of life will want to get in the way and we'll go, oh, well, that was a good message. Oh, that was nice. I hope somebody does that. But let me tell you, 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 you want to know? I was thinking about the Mexico mission trip that we just took a few weeks back. And you want to know really all that mission trip is? is just an opportunity to serve. That's really all it is. It's an opportunity to serve. And look what it did for the people who went on the trip. We heard their testimonies. They shared about how they had grown spiritually. They shared how they had gotten such a heart to do things for people and to love God by serving. They, they got a glimpse of what that looks like and what that feels like and not just hearing about it and getting excited about it. But they actually had an opportunity. You remember, maybe, uh, there were, uh, maybe it was a month, uh, a month or two ago, Pastor Keith got up here and shared about how a group of people in a link group went to an apartment complex and cooked brats for some people and just began to love on them and let them know that they mattered and they were important. And then there was a group of guys that went and helped this lady move, just serving them, just loving them. And you see what that did? What, what that did was that provided an opportunity to actually apply this word that we hear. And I believe that as a church, that that's one of the things that we need to help us move forward. And it's going to do the same thing that happened at all of the festivities yesterday in the Centennial. Because when you work together, when you serve together, you're going to grow closer together. You're going to build relationships. You're going to grow deeper in the Word of God and the truth of God. Because iron sharpens iron. The Bible says one man's countenance sharpens another. We're going to be able to help one another. We're going to build relationship. We're going to build connection through what? Through serving through being good stewards of God's grace. 
And that's what God is calling us to do as a church. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to begin to provide opportunity. And some of that may be small opportunity uh, that, that, that may seem uh, you know, very easy for a smaller group of people. And some of it may be on a large scale. Everything we do as a church can't be on this just gigantic, huge, large scale. Like when we do our explosion or you know, things like that. We'll still do big events like that. But I also want us to see uh, groups get together and, and, and just a group of 5, 10 people, maybe 15 people go out and do service projects and go love on people and just go do something weird for somebody that they go, what? You guys don't want anything for this? No, I understand why I'm doing it and who I'm doing it for and I'm being a good steward of the grace that's been given to me and you're going to connect to purpose and passion and you're going to grow closer together in such a way that it is going to change you from the inside out because that thing that you've been hearing, that thing you've been looking for, that, that gets stirred up in you over and over again when you hear messages like this, I want to give us as a church outlets to be able to connect to actually take that and not just be hearers of the word but be doers of the word amen, amen. that's where we're headed and i believe that's what we're going to do and there's a few ways that we're going to do that there's a few ways we're going to facilitate that because god's been doing some crazy things at word of grace our church has grown numerically and because of that because of our space because of what we've got we we, we have space limitations we have some just logistical things that um are are, are limiting us and so moving forward, I want us to basically launch this campaign, and I'm going to go into greater detail about this and how it's all going to work next week. I'm going to talk about it, and I'm going to actually have a video showing you everything and show you where it's going to be. But I want us to launch this campaign, and I thought it would be appropriate to call it the Momentum Campaign. I thought it would be called the Momentum Campaign because here we are in this Momentum series. We're in this season of momentum that God is leading us in, and it's only going to keep growing. It's going to have this snowball effect. And what we're going to do is we're going to actually build an outreach center within our church facility. And we're going to do it over here in this back south, um, southeast corner is where we're going to build this. It's going to be an area where we're going to actually be able to serve people. And we're going to be able to actually store some things. And we're going to be able to put some things together back there to where we can actually do outreaches, take things to people, reach single mothers. Um, that's one of the things that God's really put on my heart is, uh, you know, bringing single mothers, uh, you know, diapers or, or, or formula or whatever we can get our hands on just to let them know we care about them and let them know, hey, even though you're, you're, you're walking this uh, journey, you know, with, with your child as, as a single mom, you're not walking it alone. And being able to uh, maybe do th simple things like go and cut someone's grass without asking for anything, without expecting anything in return. If they show up next weekend at church, great. If they don't, great. We're just wanting to love on them and show them that they matter and they care. Being able to go out to the apartment complexes like we did with the Servolution Group. Being able to do some of the things like we did in Mexico that warmed our hearts, that connected us to purpose, and not just leaving that work in Mexico, but bringing it here to Sheboygan County where God has called us to. Amen? And taking that same passion, taking that same drive, and letting people know that we care about them right where they're at. And because of the growth, and because of what God has done in our church, there's a lot of things that we're looking at in this facility that we're going to have to rearrange and do a few construction projects. And by doing some of these construction projects, we're actually going to put ourselves in a really extremely healthy place financially. Even though our church is doing well financially, I don't want to scare you. We're, we're, we're doing well financially, but this is going to put us in an even better place financially with some of these changes that we're going to make because what it's going to do is it's actually going to position us to when it is time to buy land or it's time to build a new facility or it's time to buy a facility or whatever that next step looks 
looks like, we're going to be in a lot better shape and in a lot better position to do it because we don't have a bunch of different things dragging us down. And we're wanting to move some things around to make things a lot easier here at the church that are going to free up some of our fixed expenses. And it's going to help us move forward because we want to be ready. We want to be good stewards. Amen? And that's what we're doing. We're being good stewards. We're looking and going, okay, God, we see what we've been given. We see what we have here, what you've blessed us with. Now help us to maximize it for your kingdom. Help us to use it in a way that would best serve the people and also provide room for us to grow and also provide room for us to continue to move forward. And that's what God is calling us to do. We're going to make a few changes in our kids' wing because there's some construction things that need to happen. We're going to uh, brighten up the place a little bit. We're going to uh, freshen up some of the paint in the church. We're going to construct a few things in the back area for outreach purposes and also for nursing mothers. And we're going to construct some things in the front of the building that we're wanting to do um, that are going to help free us up in a lot of other areas. And I'll explain all that in greater detail next week. But all of this is not just being done because we just sit around and don't have anything to do and we're just trying to think of something fun to get everybody to do. The reason we're doing these things is because we want to be mindful of the purpose that God has called us to, and we want to move forward with His purpose that He has given us as a church. Amen? Amen. It's that love. It's that love of, for people that causes us to say, okay, you know what? Let's do this. Let, 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 let's go do these projects. And so some of you, if, if you've got skills and, and you want to be involved in some construction things, then we want you to be involved. If you can grab a paintbrush or a paint roller, we want you to be involved. If you know how to clean up stuff and you want to help move some stuff because there's going to be some moving and some cleaning, we want you to be involved because what we're doing as a church is we're positioning ourselves to be able to reach more people and continue with the momentum that God has given us so we can continue to love God, love people, and serve the world. Amen? And that excites me. I don't know if it excites you or not, but I'm really excited about this because what it's going to do is it's going to better position us to begin to present more opportunity to the body as a whole so we can grab a hold of not just being hearers of the word, but we can be doers as a body, as a group of believers. And it's going to do the same thing that happened with the group that went to Mexico, the bonds, the growth, the connection, the purpose, the passion, the same thing it did with the group that helped with all of the games and all of the fruit stands and all of the things that went on yesterday. It's going to help people to know one another. It's going to help us to grow closer as a church. And it's going to help us to believe that what we're doing is just exactly what God has called us to do. And we're just going to grab a hold of one another and move forward together. Because we need everybody. Amen? It's not just about one or two people. It's everybody. We're in this together. I'll tell you what. There's something special about you working with someone else when it comes to serving, when it comes to giving. When you've sweated with somebody digging a ditch in Mexico, something special happens. <laughs> you've got stories. You've got a connection. Isn't that right, guys? We, we, you have that connection. We have the, that, 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 that mutual project that we did together. And I believe that even this Momentum Project that we're going to be launching next week, I believe even that is going to help to unite and strengthen our church in unity like never before. Because I don't believe it's just a good idea. I believe that it's something that God has put in my heart as a pastor. And I think that it's about time for us to begin to move together in opportunity, not just in talking about it. Amen? Because I love preaching those sermons to you guys. I love getting you stirred up and I love getting you fired up. But one of the things that I feel like that I haven't done very well is to, prevent, is, is to present opportunity. 
for you to be able to connect with that. And I believe that as you connect with the opportunity, not just the message, but you connect with the opportunity as well, it's going to help us as a church to move forward. It's going to help us to grow together, closer as a body, stronger, deeper, and it's going to cause us to be much more effective than we ever have been before for the kingdom of God. Because it's not about us trying to build our kingdom, right? It's about us moving His kingdom forward. I want you to be involved however you can. Everyone has a gift. Everyone can be involved in some way. Maybe some people can be more involved in the outward stuff. Maybe some of you are more behind-the-scenes people. But I do know this. I know that Word of Grace is full of people who are doers, who want to be involved. I see that every time we do an event. I see that every time we have something going on at this church. You know, when we were looking for people to get on the parade float, we, we just threw it out there and said, hey, if you want to come, be on the float. I was like, I hope somebody comes. I hope somebody shows up. And not only did a few people show up, but we didn't even have enough room on the float for everybody. We had probably about 15 people walking beside the float because it was just so full. I said, hey, we've got a fruit stand. Hey, we've got some games that we're going to run at the Centennial Festival. Just throw it out there. And then all of a sudden, I'm overwhelmed with help, and I don't have enough work for everybody because you guys are workers. You're doers. And I'm just, I, I'm so excited about that fact because I know that you love your church, and I know that you love God. And now, as we know, we love God. Being good stewards of His grace, it's going to cause us to love people and take that to the next level and keep moving forward with the momentum that God's given us. Amen? Amen. You see, for us to grow, we must understand, apply, and share the Word of God. That's what we've got to do. For us to grow, we've got to understand, apply, and share the Word of God. That's what I'm trying to do today, is to help you to understand God's Word, God's heart for His people. Because if you understand that, then you can apply it in your life. You can go, I get it. That makes sense. Now I can connect to something that's bigger than me and understand it's, it's, it's not about me. It's not about what I get out of the deal. It's about serving. I didn't come to be served. I didn't come to church just because of what I can get. I, I want to see what can I give. I want to see what can I do that's going to be able to impact the lives of others. And some of those opportunities may be right here within the infrastructure of our church. Maybe there's an area where you can connect and serve and plug in here. And maybe beyond that, there's something that God is wanting you to do that's going to help us connect and help us reach the community and help us show people that they matter. Because, you know, folks, that's all people want to know is that you care about them and that they matter. That's it. They just want to know that somebody cares. Because how can we get up and preach to them and tell them, God cares about you, but yet I'm not willing to show you that kind of care? And you say you love God? How? I don't, that doesn't translate. There's some static in the line. And I don't get that. But when we show them that they matter, when we show them that they care. I'll give you an example. And I don't say this to brag on myself by any means. I'm just going to share with you this example. There's a guy that I've been trying to reach for Christ. I've been working on him for probably about three months now. Just building a relationship with him. Letting him know that I care about him. And he works at a restaurant. And when I always go, I always go and talk to him. And we're both musicians, so we talk about music. Well, he's a guy that's probably, I think he's in his mid-40s, maybe mid to late 40s. And I was talking to him the other day, and he said, he finally got up the nerve to ask me this question. He said, he said uh, hey, Pastor Derek, he said, um, my band's playing this next Saturday night at 
just throwing it out there. We do like some, you know, 60s and 70s, you know, rock and roll stuff, you know, just some cover bands, you know, and stuff like that. And he said, if you want to come, you know, it's fine. I said, okay. I said, well, I'll think about it. I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to that. And so I went to go hear this guy's band play. And there was probably about, I don't know, 100, 150 people there maybe. And after they got through playing, he walked up to me and he told me, he said, you have no idea how much this means to me that you showed up to hear my band play. You have no idea. And I said, man, I said, I, 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 said, I, I just wanted to come hear you play. You always talk about your drumming and all that stuff. And I said, you guys are good. And they were, they were really good. And then I went in his restaurant this last week, went to go eat. As soon as I walked in, he made a beeline for the table. Hey, man, what did you think about the set? Did you think this was too loud? Did you think this was right? Did you think this? Did you think that? And then he kept telling me, man, that meant so much to me. And even before I left, I was on my way out. And I said, I'll see you later, bud. And he comes to me and goes, hey, hey, wait, 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 wait. He grabs my hand and he says, thank you so much for coming. You have no idea what that means to me. You know, all that's doing is just showing people that you care. Showing people that they matter. Showing people that they're important. That's all people want is to know that somebody cares about them. And folks, I believe that that's what we need to do as individuals. But I also believe that it's what we need to do corporately as a church. Do you believe that? I believe it. Showing people that they, that they, that they matter. Because if they matter to us and we say we love God, then that can translate a little clearer. And all of a sudden, there's not as much static in the lines. Because when you tell me God loves me, that makes a little bit more sense. Because there was a church that says they love God and they showed me that they care about me. Just reaching out and showing somebody that they matter. We've got to understand the word of God. Understand that it's not about us. Understand that we're to be good stewards of God's grace. And when we understand that, then we can apply it in our lives. We can apply it as a church. And we can share it with others. Would you bow your heads with me this morning? Maybe you're here in this place today and you're hearing all these great things about the love of God. And you say, Pastor Derek, I don't know the love of God. I'm one of those who's been on the outside that feels like God doesn't love me, that feels like I'm not free or forgiven or all those things you were talking about. But I want to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and as the leader of my life, as my Savior. I, I, I know a lot about God. Maybe you were raised up in a way where you were taught about God, but you don't feel like you know Him. Well, you can know Him today. And that's through accepting His Son, Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior. And making it about a relationship and not just religion. Making it about something where you understand you can talk to God. And when you pray, He actually hears you. And He wants you to grow in His Word and in His truth. And you can understand the Bible. He wants you to understand that. He wants you to grow in it. And maybe you're here today and you say, I've been on the other side of that coin and I'm ready to receive Jesus today. I'm ready to take that step. If that's you, I want you to lift your hand and just put it back down while everybody's got their head bowed and their eyes closed. Anybody in this place today? Thank you, God. Don't want to miss anybody at all. Thank you, Jesus. Well, would you look up here? I thank God that you're all saved. You all know Jesus. And if maybe you wanted to lift your hand and you didn't, we're going to have some people down here at the end of service that are going to be praying for anyone that has any kind of need. We just want to agree with you and, 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 and we want to pray for you and be there for you. And maybe you say, hey, I wanted to lift my hand, but I didn't. Would you pray with me to meet Jesus? We would be glad to do that. We would love to do that. It would be our honor and privilege to be able to lead you to Christ. But as we move forward as a church,